the excuse of saying it was because I was drunk <clears throat> is the equivalent of saying I shit my pants because there was no diaper there. Sounds a bit irrational, doesn't it? Welcome to the Jackie Robinson, episode 42 of the Off and Beat podcast. I'm your host, Clint. I'm recording this on, it was Friday the 13th, but I guess uh, I'll uh, find a way to machete myself out of this one. Leave it to Cleaver, and then get to her beaver, and realize that you don't need neither. Um... Today's episode, we are just gonna riff and see where it takes us. We're not gonna take it, except you have no choice. So, through the camera, you are you are basically giving me your consent right now. And audio, you are giving me your consent to waste the next X amount of time in your life. It's simply my... Show averages uh, 52 minutes an episode when you crunch the numbers. So, yeah. Nothing like a good old lion in the interstate. The lions would sleep tonight, but there's too many cars going through. And, you know, stopping traffic is not ideal. We got places to be. We can't literally be running a zoo out here. Um... It's almost like you would need a zookeeper, Kevin James. And uh, whatever you say, Kevin, shout out to the Kevins out there. Shout out. You know, when you see a lion on the interstate, you uh, wonder, why are you lying on the floor? This car's coming through. It's a Saturday. There's big old sides of the roads where you can go where the cars are, where they got the green sticker because they've broken down the side. Why don't you go chill over there? Those people will come back in two and a half days and get their vehicle after it's already had a... You have the highway police just stamp them bitches. Man. What a day. That would be a day. If you, uh... Car breaks down, hits some metal, some metal uh, takes out your axles, not safe to drive, leave it overnight, get a ride, go home, wake up at 7 a.m., call your roadside assistance, and they're not showing up. But then you have to drive back to the spot, and next thing you know, when you uh, go back to your vehicle, there's just a little lion laying there. And it's asleep. You don't want to wake it up. All these cars are just flying through. But it's hiding on the other side in the grass. So people don't see it. People don't freak out. But imagine if a homeless man just started walking. And he sees a lion. Well, the homeless man is uh, going to have something eaten. He probably hasn't eaten in a while. But he's about to be eaten. You got the eye of the tiger. Um, except it won't be the thrill of the night. And, you know, you just need a highway to 
say hi and wave you can stay where you're at but then it probably wouldn't be safe for your alignment and um, I'm pretty sure if there's a lion by your car your alignment is a uh, probably the least of your worries um, but you know what they you know what they say those who can't run get eaten and bitch and complain by the world and uh sometimes the world's got you by the buns and you just need some honey dijon mustard and you muster up the courage to rise above it just little mustard seeds you know you plant a little underground flowers bloom boom then uh you uh, don't have to worry about the Legion of Doom. And when you have to worry about the legions of skanks, you gotta worry about the streets. And when you have to worry about the streets, you have to worry about littering. And when you litter, it makes me want to litter the inside of your car because... You know, typically litterers don't want to dirty up their cars, so they dirty up the streets. And then, you know, we have little does out here. Instead of getting hit by us uh, jeeps with our high beams, they are um, getting staples stuck in their paws or their little, you know, legs. And then they just die of a slow, painful arranged one of suicide death because you know I would only imagine if you're a deer and you want to kill yourself how do you really do that us humans we have hands we have a mind where we can just get a gun and boom get some dental floss and like a deer's gotta go to these extremes they gotta Walk in the middle of the road and get hit by a swift. And hopefully it's not uh, moving swiftly. Hopefully it's not paying attention. I feel like only a matter of time before uh, these big old 18-wheelers are going to be just Teslas riding themselves. And then, you know, you know, it's funny. We love this autopilot. We love... These uh, machines and all this technology until it takes the common American median job, which probably by default is going to make the high paying jobs bring your value down because once they show they can replace you, either take a lesser salary or go fuck yourself and you will be just like the rest of us getting trucked. At a lion's den truck stop and showing the love and getting anal plugs and say, Come here, Cynthia. And probably looks like Dexter's laboratory mom. And then you do an experiment and call it a phase. Except uh, don't be like the phase clan and get caught in the crypto scam because you don't want to phase the kids. Um, but you do want to scam people who probably have kids. But if you have kids and you invested in a YouTube social media 
clan. That's I think they're actually esports. And you actually follow people that call themselves the FaZe Clan. Um, you deserve what's coming. Not that I want people to get scammed by crypto, but I do think that if you invested a fair amount into crypto, I say crypto, like Gloria the Hippo, um, if you invested a good amount in crypto, I'm going to not feel a whole lot of sympathy when it doesn't go your way, but not that I want that to happen to anyone, but I feel like there's a lot of evidence that would say, don't invest your life into it. It's kinda, I look at crypto as I would um, like a plasma blood drive. Like, if you ever done plasma, you get a little plasma card, you donate, you can't really do more than twice a week, you can't really do more than like six or eight times a month and once you hit that threshold you have to wait like a couple weeks to donate again so your blood can regenerate but you know you get 50 bucks you get like 60 50 bucks the first time then after five times you get 40 keeps going down it's just basically dedicating hours so your time it's kind of a cool experience but it's kind of weird at the same time but Crypto is basically plasma donating blood. Um, if that is your reliability for future major income, um, you got other issues and you're doing a payoff because giving a lot of your blood, even if it's going towards something good, is a, not a line you want to read the sign and cross. Even though you are American, you gotta read the obvious, and I would not recommend it. I would not. It's something you do for like a month, stash it away, maybe invest the plasma money in the crypto, so it's not even like you're really investing your own money, it's like just this extra money you got, then see where it goes. So you know what? Crypto is like plasma, use your plasma card. Cash it out, put the cash in the crypto, and it's basically like free money because you didn't really do anything to earn the money. Just a thought. All about giving back. So when you cross the street, please press the sign the cross because you don't want to be caught with your pants down while a seagull is shitting on your shoulder and saying, leave the shit on your shoulder. And uh, don't pigeonhole your thoughts. Run in your hands. Even if uh, Cameron's about to bow you down. And uh, maybe out of nowhere. Get a little elk meat from the John Doe. Hit earlier. Um, so you grab the human John. And you grab the doe. And uh, you make a pie. You go home. Store in the freezer. You can call your nickname Dexter, activist for the animals, and call yourself Dexterior, because you can do either side of the coin with either hand. So by default, you're like LeBron James without the 
billion dollars. And even though you've lost probably 100 million because China did not uh, really care to go see Space Jam 2, you are still uh, playing with Russell Westbrook and the Energizer Bunny. And when you see Energizer Bunny at the mall, you should probably commit battery and uh, have a happy Saturday at the town center. And when you jump off the second floor right by the Hot Topic and right under is the Build-A-Bear, then you can build yourself back up, stuff yourself like a taxidermist. And then, you know what, go to the pink store. And uh, remind yourself that you get no pink. So you buy pink for girls hoping to get their pink. And then next thing you know, um, she says yours is the size of your pinky. And then you go to the JCPenney and you buy at the little kids section by the clearance. You buy a little pinky. Except you don't have a kid so you just buy for yourself the, you know... Feel like you're sucking some titties, but really you're just sucking like the Toy Story Slinky. And uh, boom, boom, and it's like an instrument and band. You band together. Um, use probably build some points at your JCPenney. Sign up for a credit card to get an immediate discount, but lowers your credit score because you think you're saving money. And then, uh, you never use that card again. You pay it off, and it was just a waste of time. And it took 30 minutes to sign up. And you had to go to your receipt and go all through all this hell to make sure you paid some on time. Of something that you could have just paid the $42 there for the khakis. And a, you know, $10 graphic tee. Reese's peanut butter cups. But you know what? We don't think ahead. We think for now. You know, time is money, but you didn't think of that when you were telling them your median salary, where you live, and uh, do you have depression? I feel like they're going to start asking that when you sign up for credit cards, because if they tell you're depressed, they're going to give you some credit cards to give you temporary value, and then you get your 5% rewards back over something that you wouldn't have bought unless you got rewards back. So really... You still lost 95% of what you didn't want to begin with. Great investment. Crypto. Macy's. Credit card. JCPenney. Then you go to Sears. One of the most underrated corner department stores at malls. They have lawnmowers. They have uh, blouses. They have, uh, they have treadmills that don't look safe to run on. They have little dumbbell sets. They have a, a toolbox area. They have a little mouse tools. And then over on the side, you can buy your six-year-old little uh, Spencer. You can buy him a little Lilo and Stitch. And then you can lie low, snitch like Takashi. And then snitch your uh, Peter Parker's dad's chest after he gets stabbed. And maybe you can sew it all together. And then you can say, so what? And then you say, that's so Raven. And then you're like, underrated show. Raven Reviews, I would say. And Kyle Massey. You know, the guy who plays uh, Corey. 
in the house, even though ironically he was never really in the house. Well, I guess the White House is technically the house because his dad was a chef at the White House, but you know, um, still seems like a very flawed plot line. Very flawed. Corey in the house. Um, kind of like Corey Feldman and Corey Haim. Child Predators. Because since he worked for Disney, we know the people that worked for Nick, Dan Schneider. And uh, let's just say he was victorious in his creepy quest. And it kind of rubbed off, no pun intended, on Drake Bell. And um, trying to just recapture that. And rumors is, is that Jamie Lynn Spears may be Dan Schneider's baby mama. And they used another random kid of her age to say that's who got her pregnant, but we'll never know. And then Britney Spears saying no one supported her. Jamie Lynn was part of the problem. It's like, well, Jamie Lynn's kind of a single mom who actually had to take care of her kid. While yours was taken away by a guy who wears... Fubu hats and was a dancer and now he's dancing around with your child support you know um jamie lynn quit the limelight to take care of her child you were deemed suitable not even though i hope she is actually freed from her conservatorship for real um it's kind of weird to dish your sister who has never said anything publicly bad about you but I digress. Keep it all in the family, because it's all that. Like Amanda Bynes, then she got on the crack, and then she wanted Drake to eat hers. Remember that? That was actually a few years ago. Amanda Bynes says she did. She probably was high on drugs or drunk or something, went on Twitter, and said, I want Drake to fuck me. And uh, maybe they'll connect. But, um... I think he's graduated the certified lover boy status. Even though a little pinch in the ass like a scorpion wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. But um, Amanda Bynes, if you're seeing this, it's too late. Because uh, you won't even be his replacement. I was raised on earth. I was raised from the bottom of my mat. With the girls all thick and the hottest brothers rap. Like, ooh-wee, when the house like Louie. Uh, from the days and man, Drake has some jams. And he would have jammed. Could you imagine if Amanda Bynes was actually his uh, child's mama? That would be a very... Very interesting dilemma, because I'm going to say that's what a girl wants, like the movie she was in, and it's like a Cinderella story with Hilary Duff, which by the way, she still looks fine as hell. Um, was never, you know, the biggest fan of Lizzie McGuire, but um, they were ahead of their time. The little animation, the little... Uh, Going to Paris in a movie. I think the Cheetah Girls did it first. But Lizzie McGuire did it best. And uh, see the connection there. That's so Raven. Corey in the house. Amanda Bynes. Lizzie McGuire. Paris. 
Somehow they end up at the White House, and voila. Lizzie and Corey. Sounds like the next Disney show. Like, by the way, today we are sponsored by Ghost Warhead Sour Watermelon. Wow. We are 20 minutes in. I don't know if I'm killing it or if I'm killing it. But you know what? I'm about to make the most awkward, unfulfilling podcast of all time. We're going to take pride in it. Even though I'm not gay, um, I'll be a little queer for the pod. I wouldn't mind if someone got a spoonful of peanut butter and cupped my booty hole and uh, called me little dog. Except that seems more like a... uh, German Shepherd type of thing. You know, a little tongue in the booty hole. It's just foreplay from where I'm from. Um, you know, I just think it's a little uh, all bark, no bite. Hopefully. Even though a little biting in between the seams after a good shower. Nothing wrong with that. Just get some hemorrhoid cream. Make sure you got some... Uh, Petroleum jelly to ease in the nose for the end zone. Next thing you know, you got a sampler platter from a Sunday Publix when they are understaffed and overworked. And you have someone that wants to go over there and order a random sub when people are just trying to, you know, lay out the meats and cheeses, trying to get everything ready. And then some random ass person wants a random sub. I'm that person. I will interrupt your progress of actually progressing your station. Make you hate Publix. And then strive for better. See, by me purposely stressing you out, I'm doing you a service and the world. Killing two birds with one stone. And if that stone went up my booty hole, I would call it... Where are you, Harley Quinn? You could be my bird of prey. Spread it like a bald eagle. Pet it. And then dap it up like a little cat when their eyes go like... Meh. And people will tell you cats don't like it when you do this to the top of their head. And I disagree because they keep coming back. And uh, scratching my face to, I guess, uh, mark their territory. Even though I think that I think the way they mark their territory is peeing. But, um, they peed on my face. I would just call it my typical Tuesday. Because when I wake up out of bed, sprinkler, and, uh, I'm like a big old donut. Whole chocolate from their booty. Pee. What do you have? You have a Canadian maple glazed. And uh, nothing like a good old poke in the gooch reference to an episode I did back in my youth of this channel. And by youth, I literally mean I've only been doing this for two months and four days. Count the days like uh, Hannibal Lecter did before uh, Jodie Foster wanted to turn him in. And then Edward Norton does Red Dragon. He looked like he was enjoying the movie from when I saw the movie. 
But apparently, behind the scenes, is he absolutely hated doing that movie. Because he feels like he should just rewrite everything. If you want to do that, how about you just direct and write the movie and get paid for doing it all. But I know nothing about that. I'm just a guy who writes. And if Edward Norton wanted to rewrite my script, by all means, take it over. As long as I get my upfront pay, I'm not attached to the story. Just uh, let it go. I'll be frozen in time. And, uh, you know, have Olaf be like a, a little teacup and uh, chip off the old block. He can be the beauty. I'll be the beast. And um, I'll change for the betterment of the show. And he could just sit there and look pretty. Like whatever the fuck her name is. Belle. Ring a bell? It's Belle. Even though in the movie Anastasia was actually a very underrated movie. Very underrated. Um, I believe Queen Latifah was actually a voice in the movie, if I'm correct. Which probably means I'm not. Because research is highly overrated when you want to claim ignorance. Hence, welcome to the podcast. Wow, mark that exactly at 25 minutes. Your boy's killing it. Kind of like Jeffrey Dahmer. Except I want to be praised by the ladies. Could you imagine if when you die, a girl would want to fuck your corpse and call it a, it's beautiful necrophilia. And I wouldn't even mind because I'm pretty sure you still feel some when you're dead. It's like apparently when you die, you get hard as a rock down there. Your whole body turns cold. Your penis gets hard for, it's only like for a temporary period of time. But hey, so does that mean it's like stone cold where... The foreskin won't even, you know, glide like a Drexler. <laughs> oh, I am only a righty. I only go right. And uh, I don't think that would be a terrible thing. Someone wants uh, different strokes for different folks. But if you want to take a poke in the booty hole, by all means, you might have an excess of a river foliage like um, without a paddle. Except if you want to use your paddle and stick it up my booty hole, then you could say with the paddle. Or you just say featuring a paddle. You like a little baby on a Drake song. Wants and needs, except what you want and what I need. Because I'll be dead, technically, at that point. And um, you will literally overtake the verse, overtake the song. Even though I'm the reason why, you know, my clout is uh, making what you do. Relevant, being on my song, boost your status up, then after that, you will be known forever as the sexiest necrophilia ever. And you'll get to say you fucked Clint's dead body. When I'm dead, play with my booty all you want. I don't give a fuck. It's a weird thing, what, you think I'm like Christian Grey when I'm dead? No, not that much of a control freak. But, uh, I will get a little freaky. Sugar and fire. And a little salt and pepper. Hopefully, your pepper. And, you know, you won't have a Blue's Clues where I'm coming from. But, uh, maybe you'll feel a little cream. Della Creme. Like the Wu-Tang. Um, because, you know, it's yours. Nobody else's. Nobody else's. It's yours. And then hopefully you're playing Wu-Tang Forever by Drake in the background. 
maybe I'll uh, surprise the life. Like people that actually think when they go to a funeral, what if he just wakes up in his casket? It's like chances are if the, you know, coroner, what are they called? Well, whoever uh, actually deals with your corpse, like Dr. G back in the day used to be on the TLC medical channel. If they did their job, chances are they're not coming back. And honestly, if they did, someone should get a baseball back, say Wilson, psh, smash him in the head, they cast away, put their casket in the ocean, and then apparently now there's a technical fifth ocean, which I think is basically they're just saying Antarctica, because, you know, ice will always melt, and apparently people are so shocked, like you've never had a cup that... You filled right before you went to bed, drank half of it, had a shitload of ice, you wake up, and it capsizes, and then uh, you got water rings on your carpet because there's holes at the bottom of your cup, and for some reason people thought these days wouldn't happen, which I don't understand how there's different oceans when it's all literally connected to the same ocean, but whatever, we'll have divided regions, it's cool. There's no differences in like provinces in Canada. Except um, maybe when Jeffrey Epstein's island um, sinks. Kind of like the little girl's dreams that he fucked up. And trauma he caused to these young children. For the Bill Gates of the world's going on CNN. Saying, once I realized he was not in it for the businesses, I cut ties. Even though there were pictures within the last three years that says otherwise. Um, You were on the private plane list that you were required for flying. Um, And unfortunately, you couldn't cover your tracks, Bill. Only if there was a Bill of Rights. And you knew yours. But no, you married a Melinda and not a Miranda. Right. Oh, man. Ironically, though, no one involved goes to jail. No one. It's a damn shame. I'm not advocating for people to go to jail, but I do advocate for people to be held accountable. I, Speaking of accounting, I want to one, two, three, ten toes down on the ground where... I don't know if people actually ever die or if when you die, you actually live more than when you ever lived because you have a different perspective. I don't know for an alternate universe. I honestly get very confused when people start talking about the Matrix. People start talking about alternate realities. When people talk about simulation, the only simulation I know is simming from year 2017, doing a fantasy draft with the Raptors, simming through 2028, and I created a 7 foot 6, 99 all around, and we win eight titles. And I draft some players, and somehow DeMar DeRozan and uh, my 7 foot 6 player are just dominating. And uh, Only if I would dominate in those facets of my life and building and it not collapsing and then, you know, maybe go to, you know, uh, Bangkok 
and uh, bang some drinks like bang. Bought a couple today called Wild and Watermelon. Seem to have a thing for that. I love watermelon. I don't know, is it the water or the melon? Or do I just want to plant my seed? Um, should I freeze my sperm? I don't know. Or should the sperm freeze my inner extra inches of penis inside? Because we all apparently got an extra three or four just chilling inside of us. It's kind of weird that we can't maximize that potential, but we can maximize other things. It's crazy. I could tuck in my penis all I want, get surgically removed and all that, but somehow I can't extend the life of sexual satisfaction. Seems like an unfair game to me. Seems like it's not a win-win, baby. Welcome to the Raiders. The Raiders. And go to Las Vegas and gamble it all away. And imagine getting paid from the Las Vegas Raiders and then going to the casino and blowing your check and realizing that your money is literally going to fund to the stadium for taxpayers that are paying. How an ironic circle of life that is. You were literally playing to pay the stadium that you didn't ask to be built. You just want to play football. But you know what? We take less and less from our athletes. And shout out to Jenny Taft for putting Skip Bayless on the spot for fat shaming Mar- McCar- Mike McCarthy. Should express. Which I don't know. It was the weirdest point ever. Him saying, I want my I don't want my head coach to be fat. I want my head coach to be in shape like me. It's like, well yeah, you work for TV. You could wake up at 3 or 4 a.m., eat, go to the gym for three hours, go prep for your show, bitch about all the sports, and then you have the rest of your day to prep for the next day's episode. Sorry, Mike McCarthy actually has the pressure to actually have to run a team and an organization, and you don't have to worry about getting criticized, Skip. If Fox Sports goes in the hole, but if the Cowboys were to go in the hole, who's going to get the blame? Mike McCarthy. Maybe under different kinds of stress. He can't just sit there and be meal prepping chicken, broccoli, and rice like you do. And then you get all defensive when Jenny Taft calls you out on it. Typically, I'm, you know, people are not big fans. Let's just keep it real in the sports world on these shows. A lot of dudes is really uncomfortable and it makes men feel some type of way when a uh, the girl who's typically the host of the show, she's kind of the mediator. She uh, typically people don't like when they talk. But um, when she talked and made it very because everyone else that saw the clips like, yeah, it's kind of a weird, unnecessary shot. And honestly, if he wasn't the coach for the Cowboys, you wouldn't even care. Because dude who just won the Super Bowl two years ago, Andy Reid, has always been a bigger dude. Last year, Bruce Arians. He's not a skinny mini guy. Let's see. Go through it. A lot of head coaches aren't really in shape because it's a high stressful job. The ones that are in shape are the ones that are like 40 and below. 
It's called age. Just because not everyone gets to just sit in a desk and tidy up their suit and just prepare for their two and a half hour show critiquing the people that you critique and say, why do you guys feel pressure? It's like, well, because people like you put a lot of pressure on us. But I digress. Go Cowboys. Um, Talk about drawing a little fine white line there. And uh, for some reason, Skip Bayless likes to make brash observations and conclusions and suck Michael Jordan's cock any way he can. Um, Could you imagine if LeBron just uh, decided a year after his last year in Cleveland, just uh, quote-unquote retire to go play, let's just say, competitive golf. And qualify for golf because it was some type of passion of his. And yes, Michael Jordan won to play baseball because his dad always wanted him to play baseball as well. So he kind of did it for his dad after his dad died. But if LeBron just wanted, if he just quit on his team the way Michael Jordan quit on his team. And just went to go play golf for three years to take a break. Then come back. Um, for some reason, why do I feel like that would be taken differently today it wouldn't add to this mythology of LeBron it wouldn't add to the myth like we've had for Michael Jordan it would be oh he quit on his team and it's selfish because he's throwing his prime away where he could win for organizations be the face of the league and bring so much money to the league and then Michael Jordan does it though and it's heroic it's killer instinct but when LeBron does it, it's, hmm, uh, he's doing it for fame. He's doing it for things outside of basketball. Hmm. Because Michael Jordan didn't actually, you know, he wasn't politically active, even though I wouldn't say LeBron's politically active. I just think he speaks, even if sometimes it's not completely educated or complete, or it could be sometimes misguided. At least he speaks for stuff he feels passionate about and doesn't put it in the way of selling, um, doesn't put his morals in the way of just selling sneakers, except maybe for China. But hey, you know what? Michael Jordan, he uh, literally made, you know, Nike so fucking big to where they had these shops and he basically blew them up. But you know what? It's all full circle. Moral of the story is the greatest players of all time are responsible for sweatshops. That's what I took away from what I just said. And I should probably shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Clint. Oh, gotta love a good smile. Especially when you're crunching on her waist. Left side specifically. And uh, realize as you're... Expanding your horizons, so does her waist. And uh, you realize, man, I don't know if this is a waste of time or if this is a waste of mine. And, you know, maybe if I go straight down the line, I'm like Willie Mays Hayes and still first and just go straight to third. Just take a diagonal run. The next thing you know, boom. Clitoris stimulation. That's a sensitive subject, especially when you add the N to it, you get my name. But if you take 
the N word and make it an N letter, you're in a different type of hot water there, buddy. So don't do it. Just take the hot water when it, ooh, you know, if you have a little teapot when it starts whistling, don't play around with it. Take it off. Turn the thing off. Pour your hot water into your cup. Brew your tea. Steep it down. Stir it. Add some cream and sugar. And then have a, you know, beautiful interracial coffee. Tea. Oh, what a brew. Just hanging out with the boys, having a couple brews at the game. I would say baseball is probably the best place to get a couple brews, get a couple bud wisers specification because that's the type of guy I am. I love overpaying for high convenience. Kind of like I'm not going to drive 30 minutes for 10 cents less a gallon. I'm just going to go there and I'll pay the 290 instead of the 276 with the card. And if I pay with cash at some 76 gas station, I'll just fill up here is fine. I will pay the extra three bucks it takes to fill up my tank. Then if I would have went somewhere else, it is fine. Because by the time you drove to that place, you probably would have used a gallon and some change, which whatever you thought you would save, you really didn't. So you're just wasting yours and the gas company's time. Which is kind of weird to say you're wasting a gas company's time, being the fact that they technically kind of work for you. But... Um, it's all a transactional relationship, which I feel like it's really just how the world operates. Transactional. Cash app, Venmo, um, coins coming out of slots, and you're just the receiver getting your cheap under 10 yards of reception in the slot. Don't take your vaccine, Cole Beasley. I uh, respect your decision to make your own decision, but reality is the NFL is just going to make the decision for you, and if you happen to cost your team a win, then everyone's going to look at you and be like, hope it was worth it, pony boy, and uh, you're going to feel like an outsider then, pony boy, and... In case people don't get the reference, it's because he used to play for SMU. And what is the team name? The Mustangs. Mustangs. Pony Boy. Rob Lowe. Even though Rob Lowe, I don't think, played Pony Boy. But hey, shut up, Atticus. Um, weirdly enough, I think Ben Affleck was actually in that film. Actually, may have not been. Brad Pitt may have been in that film. I know Sean Penn was. Um... Uh, not Greg Kinnear, but anyways, I'm feeling like an outsider thinking about the outsider because it's been a long time, like 7th grade. And when I was in 7th grade, well, guess what? I was an outsider. When I would go to lunch, I would get my fruit cup, get that dry peanut butter sandwich, spread it on my cheeks, let the drug dog at school lick it out in the middle, while uh, inside the NBA reruns was running at 7.30 a.m. And um, say, bon appetit. And then I would get boned in the ass and eaten with a plastic spoon. And say, ah. 
And that's why we have people that can't climb the rope in gym class because carpet burns on your knees and your shins. And like Shawn Michaels, sweet shin music. It's really chin, but like a fairy odd parents, Jay Leno reference, double chin, big old strong jaw. And uh, you're going to need a bigger boat, as they would say in Jaws. Oh, man. Like a jawbreaker. Crunch, crunch, crunch. Ah, oh, that hurt. What do you mean, Ed? I got the table, and they say... And then, it's a Cartoon Network Thursday night. And it's always great when you're driving downtown. And... They used to have, like, it's not far from the Varsity, but they had the little TBS little building where apparently all the magic happens, which is kind of crazy when you think that all the TV production happens in this building that looks very easy to break into. And they have a little parking garage where people just, I guess, make sure programming goes as follows. I don't know if they actually develop shows, where that's where they actually, like... The people that make shows go, or if that's just where the production goes. But Adult Swim, Boomerang, Cartoon Network, TCM, there's a TMC, Turner Classic Movie. So yeah, that would be TCM. It's kind of cool how this crowded Atlanta area where one place you got hobos um, feeding homeless dogs. And then you got the other corner where you have a where Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith work across the street. And across back over there, you have the varsity. And then you go back over, you have a uh, Georgia Tech. And by Georgia Tech, you have a gay spa. Weird flex, ironically. Oh, there's a story behind that that I will tell one day. Because that deserves like a two-hour pod of the time I found out I was at a gay spa when it was too late. And uh, the violation was pretty deep. Luckily, I made it out alive. A little bruised. And kind of scarred. But that's for another time. Scar, Lion King, and... um. I think I may be the king of lion. <laughs> because I got fur like this. I got the whole like red. And I'm like the. What's the big monkey on the Lion King? It's even a monkey. Um, where he has like the paint and stuff. He like sees the future. I think he's really symbolism of a dead monkey. And he's like, look. No, look. And he's doing all these paintings and. He's doing all these uh, finger drawings in the sand. And uh, he says, look at the stars. And he sees Mufasa. You were written in the stars, baby. Or are you written in the sand? Essentially, the meaning of that song by Old Dominion. Are we written in the stars, baby? Are we written in the sand? Because if you're written in the stars, it's forever up there. You can always see it. But if you're written in the sand, once the water washes up or once the next day and people step in it, it's gone. It's temporary.
So written in the sand means your love was temporary. If it's written in the stars, it's going to take really like a meteor to break you apart, which could be a diehard love and something we all wish for, but also sounds very unhealthy, very, um, very controlling, however you want to look at it. You don't need a telescope to realize that this is a very close call. It's all about the scope. And uh, speaking of scope, I love scope flavored toothpaste. Well, it's actually green mint, but it's a Colgate scope. Um, they're more known for their mouthwash, but apparently you can leave a minty fresh breath. And if you mix a little ghost sour warhead flavor watermelon life's good it said it's potent for brain function so i gave it to my girl to see um how her brain functions at this time of night and uh then uh she called the cops saying it was forceful. Because I forced her to drink the ghost, not because I'm a fucking weirdo, guys. Jesus. And she's my imaginary friend. And um, my imaginary friend is from foster care. She drinks Foster's Lager. And when we go to Buffalo's Cafe... Even when it's all you can eat bone and nights on Wednesdays, some reason she gets the boneless and doesn't get all you can eat. Fucking whore. And I explained the rules. Says at the front. She's like, no, I would rather just have 10 good boneless wings than have 20 bone-in. I said, but it's not all you can eat for one price. You actually have to pay. For the amount you get for boneless. And especially when you get three orders, which is 30 fucking boneless wings. That's um 33 bucks, you bitch. And then you have the audacity to stress you want a celery with the carrots. And you don't even like celery, but you like it only with hot sauce. But the only thing is, you got barbecue flavors. And if you get barbecue for the predominant of your all-you-can-eat wings, I don't even call you a real wing eater. I don't. You gotta at least get half hot or half mild, half type of red hot sauce type of shit. You can't be doing no cheat code and getting no Korean Southwest barbecue. You can't be doing these nice, cool, little faggy flavors. Excuse my language, but I can say it because I'm the one that eats these faggy flavors. Oh, because I can't handle the heat. Wow, look at me. Ironically, like the hottest wing you could get at Buffalo's Cafe. I'm going nuclear on myself. And um, they should really just have a Hiroshima flavor. Because, you know, apparently we care about Asian hate until we don't. Until we don't. Different strokes for different folks. Right, Robert Kraft? Oh, man, Florida's a crazy fucking place. Um, you know, they've actually, for a while, they were they were actually having the lowest amount of cases 
when it comes to COVID because they stopped doing the mass shit last year at a certain point. And they were actually having good numbers for a while. For some reason, recently, it's been going through the roof. Kind of like a, it's a Gordon Fisherman. You like fish sticks? Because I like fish sticks. But um, I don't like it when your fish fillet is flapping on my chin. Gets my chin hair a little sticky and uncomfortable. Then I'm forced to go shower. Then it makes me want to shave it. Then I have to clean my razor. And um, I'm trying to make sure it doesn't go out in five years. Trying to make it an all-purpose razor. Kind of like a five-in-one body wash. But a five-in-one razor. Because I use it to shave any and everything. Typically, it's kind of like... um. It's like when I get a haircut. Why do all this trimming shit? When I get it, I'm just going to buzz it. Just cut through the shit. If I'm going to cut my shit, I'm not going to trim my bush. I'm not going to clip the hedges. I'm not going to curl the curling in the top region. No. We're going to clean shave it. It'll grow back. It'll add a little better presentation when I'm walking on the nude beach. But, um... You know, you can still do your finger painting in the nude. Ha <laughs> ha. I feel like a lot of these jokes will only hit better when I do the my hand motions for these certain jokes. But I think you're still getting the audio. And um, on this nude beach, when I'm fucking, you can get the audio and video. And say, welcome to the Zek Republic. And um, gotta love them Russian ladies. I don't even know if that's where the Zek Republic is, but I saw a Snapchat today with the ex-co-worker from years ago, and he's Russian, and right now he's in the Zek Republic, so I'm going to just assume that maybe he's on vacation, but he took his lovely lady to a nice restaurant, but he's also part of the army, so he's probably just um, trying to get married within the next year, and um, then his girl is going to cheat on him while he's deployed. With a guy named Rob in Connecticut. Connecticut! That's a Madagascar reference. And then um, he's going to be doing a mission in Madagascar to finally get Joseph Coney. And he's probably going to get malaria. And then um, he's going to have to quarantine. And that's going to be his wife's excuse for fucking Rob in Connecticut. The process manager at ESPN. It's crazy how the story goes. But other than that, shout out to my man. Hope the best. You know, it's like a it's like a nice art gallery. You go down the aisle. You know what? I'll put it like this. Marriage is like a nice art gallery. You go down the aisle, you look left and right, you go back and forth between paintings. When you pass like each row of people, you see you have like family members. For some reason, people have this obsession with bringing exes they used to date for support. So it's kind of like they show how mature they are that an ex can be there and support them. Look side to side, and you just see all the options you could have had. You see the dudes that blew your back out six years ago. The ones you wanted a life with. But, you know, his job was being a lifeguard, and you couldn't settle down with that. Even though you loved it when you went down underwater on you. And you didn't want the little buoyancy Thing to float above water. Kind of like Kristen Bell in the movie Lifeguard. Where she comes back when she's 30 years old. 
fairly successful. Okay. She comes back, and for some reason, she's a lifeguard for the summer at the pool. They kind of bring back her youth. And she starts fucking like some 17-year-old kid, even though she's kind of married to someone. And um, marriage is like an art gallery. You go down the aisle when you're getting married. You look left and right. You have a choice of whether I could buy this right now and dip. I don't have to wait and wait and possibly leave out here with nothing. Because you know if you say yes to that man that you decide that you wanted to marry today, you're going to make the biggest regret of your life. But you could see Jason on the left side and be like, we could. I know he has three kids. I know he's been happily married for eight years. But I think now's the time. Had all the time in the world where I could have wanted him so bad. He wanted me nothing. He wanted nothing but me. He was willing to give me the life, but because he's willing to give me his life, and he showed how much he wanted me, it made me not want him. Which, ironically, as I've grown, it actually starts to make sense. But, I digress. And, now he's settled down, seems happy, has a home, no debt, stable job, supportive wife, wife he supports, common interests, same favorite movie, Dunkirk. They love exploding. And he's never said a bad thing about his wife. Never even thought about cheating on her. You know what? I gotta confess my love for him. Now, that's what our art gallery is. It's like the first person that saw Van Gogh's Starry Night. He's like, you know what? Some person holding their face, looking like a ghost painting, into a very homogenized and a very streaky painting that's actually very flawed in all facets and kind of looks like some... Uh, sixth grader would make at an art gallery show today. I understand they didn't have the techniques and the professionalism, like, you know, it was word of mouth of who was good, and they kind of learned a lot of stuff by themselves, but goddamn, like, my sister can draw Starry Night today. But when you're going down an art gallery, a historical art gallery, that's what getting married is like. You see all the paintings you could buy, could have some maybe out of your range, your price range, your, you know, uh, status range. You realize what you can afford. You realize what you can't. It's about finding that right one. It's about finding something that will give you a discount on the price tag on themselves. Who will give you that discount? And that's what getting married is like. That's what going down the aisle the Isle of Dreams, the Isle of Screams, and uh, the Isle of Making Her Cream. Well, I think I'm going to wrap it up there, because, you know, I did just cream. And a uh, creme de la creme, homie. But yeah, our gallery, marriage, at the end of the day, everyone loses it's all overpriced. It's all uh, this big construct that the only reason why people will pay tens of millions of dollars for paintings, the original form of the painting, is just because people value it as such. If people put a bar, I'm not paying more than $500 for a painting, guess what? You can sit you sit there and waste your life trying to sell something for a million dollars. If no one's gonna pay five hundred dollars for your fucking painting, then you know what? After a couple years, I'm like, here, 
500. You may even put down the price a little bit. Because you know what? As much as I shit on crypto, the only reason why it's valuable is because a lot of people think it's valuable. And people will say, if people stopped accepting the U.S. currency as we know it, it would have no value. And I just say, yeah, except the IRS thinks it has a lot of value. And we're kind of too far deep, to be honest. It would take a long time for current for U.S. currency to mean absolutely nothing. Because guess what? Your debts, your mortgage debt, student debt. Yeah, they don't want your crypto. Yeah, shove it up your ass. That's great. Crypto, cash down, roll cash, and pay us. Other than that, go fuck yourself. Because you're going to go to jail just because you don't think U.S. currency matters. Legal documents and prisons do. That's why prisons are very, very big operating business. Because money. Bitch, but I have my money. Don't act like you forgot. That's what U.S. currency and Uncle Sam is saying to you. And Rihanna, billionaire. She wants your tax dollars. She wants your fucking money. And that's okay. You have an umbrella from all the money that's raining. Ella. L-I-R-S under my I-R-S. Maybe just get an IRA and an ROI. And then you can still go fuck yourself. And I'll just go fuck myself. And I'm going to wrap it up there. I have uh, went a little overboard on the cream. It's like a golden corral, the chocolate fountain. It's a fountain of creaming on myself. Because, man, the puns have been just rolling off the tongue. Kind of like... Your cream today. Thank you guys for giving me your cream today. Don't forget to suck your mom's titties for that little extra half and half. And um, you cut this episode in half. And it will still be as potent. You'll still get just as fat. Alright, that was episode 42, the Jackie Robinson episode. Even though Jackie Robinson was not talked about one time. But respect the Jackie. Big old Jackie. Old Jackie Moon. Tropical, the tropics. All right, episode forty-two, the Off and Beat podcast. I am grace. I am grateful. I was your host today, actually. Lately, I've been saying, unfortunately, I'm your host, but I'm grateful that I was your host today. All right, guys, have a great, have a great day. Whenever I post this, I've already, I have a couple that I'm gonna put out before this. But when this posts, I'm actually very happy with this one. I really am. All right. Don't forget to like and subscribe and suck some titties. And uh, have a great day. And don't forget, um, if someone wants to stick an electrical taser under your armpit, just say.